Hi, this is Bruce. Just a little bit late on the podcast, and I apologize for that. Um, wish I could blame it on this coronavirus, but I can't. I guess in some ways I can. Um, my son was forced to come home and finish his semester online, so we've been getting caught up with him. And There's been some other things that's popped up. We're glad to have him home. Um, it was interesting. We dragged him off in August, and we went through that whole empty nester. Boy, this sucks, you know, because he's not around syndrome. Uh, made adjustments and learned to live with it. And then holidays come around, he's back, so we make some adjustments. Now he's back for more than a few weeks, and we're making more adjustments because, you know, we have to plan things and dinners and food and all that stuff. But um, it's all working out. We're glad to have him home. We love him to death, and um, this has been fun so far. Um, I want to talk about work-life balance this week. And um, this isn't to beat up on corporations or people who like to work 24 hours. I understand uh, the drive of some. I'm going to be honest with you. I was not very good at this. I was awful at this. But I did make um, adjustments when my when my son was born to make sure I was able to attend some of his events, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I've always lived by a motto, which is, um, it's an honor to be a dad, not a privilege. Now, you can take the dad word out, put mom in there, put parent in there, but it's still an honor and not a privilege. I had great parents who worked hard. My dad attended very few things that I participated in through through my school years, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. There's reasons why. My mom was the same way, but her reason was different. She did not know how to drive until um, I was in middle school. She also worked and uh, had three other kids to worry about other than me. Um, the driving was an interesting experience. She was awful. And I think if she was still living today, she would tell you she was awful. We had many road trips that involved drives through cornfields, yards, and um, just to park was a long, horrific ex- uh, experience for us. And uh, over the years, as she grew older, she drove less and less and eventually just uh, stopped driving altogether. And um, I think that was a good thing, just not for her, but for everybody else. So back to me. And uh, I was, we were, I, I've been married for 11 years uh, when we decided to have a, a child. We only have one. And my son came along. I worked a lot of hours up to that point, traveled a lot. And up to that point, I probably wasn't a very good husband from a work-life balance perspective. We'd go on vacations and, um, you know, we, I'd spend, you know, good part of my vacation still working. Um, I would work a lot of hours when I was at home, but the vacations were interesting. We'd go, go someplace and spend money to do it, and then I uh, would, would, would work through most of it. And unfortunately, that carried on um, after my son was born, and I would end up spending time on the phone, uh, you know, doing conference calls, checking in, and just work that needed to be done, or at least I thought needed to be done. And um, I always, we always traveled west, so it was usually a three-hour time difference, so I always used the excuse, I can, I have three hours that I can play with before everybody, everyone gets up. You know, it's eight o'clock in, in Ohio, and it's five o'clock in California. So I take those three hours, and I look at emails and do things, and Unfortunately, what I didn't think about was once you're involved with something, you just can't walk away from it. So a lot of that stuff would carry out through the day, and I would still be working through uh, my vacation. Um, Not the best thing to be doing. And my son would call me out 
and I'm sure he still remembers those times um, that I that I did that. I did get better as he got older, but I was awful when he was younger. Um, there was one point where I left where we were staying. I thought I needed to be a part of a conference call. We had bad reception, so I found a parking lot at a grocery store that had reception, but it, it required me to drive around in a circle. And I would have reception at one point, lose it, gain it back, and lose it. And it was a real choppy conference call, but I did that for an hour. And now I think back on it, and you know, I probably need to do it, but I also feel kind of stupid. And um, what, a, what a bad way to, um, to spend your vacation. Um, but I learned through that. I got better, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But at that point, I was a site leader over four or 500 folks, really good folks. I was a center manager. Center manager in our world was a liaison with the executives that came in to visit and a liaison with groups like food services, cleaning services, and security groups. Um, and I came to find out that uh, food services and cleaning services could do no right even though I thought they did a great job. Always people um, complaining and thinking they could do more. And you always had that one person who would escalate above you, and that happened to me. And it was around food services. And the question was, why do they put French fries in the warmer instead of taking the French fries right out of the deep fryer and putting them directly on someone's plate? And I spent hours uh, responding back to this. Um, I appreciate feedback, and I really appreciate employee feedback, but even, this was one of those ones where I just kind of thought, eh, this is, I'm spending a lot of time on this for something that I'm not really sure is worth spending a lot of time on. So anyways, somebody was happy I responded. I don't think they realized how much time I had spent on that. But anyways, I knew after my son was born that I wanted to be a different type of parent than my parents. Not that my parents did anything wrong, but you learn, right? Um, and my parents um, uh, really worked hard, and I really didn't understand until I got older um, why my dad uh, worked like he did and why he wasn't able to attend the events that I participated in. And I finally realized somewhere in my 20s or 30s that it was because every year from when I was a little guy through high school, uh, my mom would take us out and we would get new school clothes, uh, you know, four or five pair of pants, shirts, you know, undergarments, a pair of shoes, all that stuff. And this is for poor kid. Um, he, I also always was, um, uh, you know, with the extra activities, they paid for the equipment cost and all that stuff. Um, always had food on the table. And we were not rich. We were not wealthy. But um, I realized at some point that um, he did this because he cared and he loved us. And um, this is the way it had to be just to get us through um, life. And um, I respect that now. And um, I respect him a lot and I love him and I thank him for that. But um, there's reasons why people can't do things. And I really didn't realize that until later. Um, so now back to me where I, you know, I wasn't working two or three jobs, but I was working a lot of hours before I had my son and even after. Um, but somehow I made it work. I think I attended close to 90% plus of all of the events he was involved in. I coached a, a soccer team for four or five years that he was a part of with two great 
other men, uh, Coach Gwynn and Coach Jay, and I learned a lot from them. It was a great experience. But the first thing I learned after I had him was I needed to be honest. And um, I needed to be honest when I would get that phone call at 4.55 and somebody needing something right away. And how I was honest was I would ask the question, hey, do you need this tonight or do you need this tomorrow? And um, some people would, would think that question is a sign of weakness. I do not. I think it's just you're doing the right thing and you're trying to get that balance. It's not that you don't work hard. It's just in these certain situations where you've made a commitment to your family at 6 o'clock and somebody's wanting something at 5, does it really need to be done tonight? And I was fortunate I had leaders that worked for me that I could depend on that could gather information for me. I could go to the event. They could send me the information they gathered. I could either talk to them on the phone or look at an email, put that information together, send it off to who requested it, um, and go from there. And most of the time that worked. By the way, that does not work if you hire a leader that you have to babysit. If the word babysit ever comes in the equation with a leader, get rid of them and move on and hire someone else that you can depend on. So that was that's how I handled that situation. Um, the other 80% of the time, if it could wait till tomorrow, I would go to the event and uh, come home and work on it and finish it up in the morning. By the way, there were a lot of parents at those events that would go out in the hallway for business and never come back in. I'm here to tell you, I, I carted kids around enough that I know kids know when parents come in, when they leave, and how much time they spent in that room where the event is held at or on the field. Um, they have good eyes and they have good ears. So I didn't abuse my leaders. Um, uh, by doing this, I, we were, there were, I had numerous people I could go to, and I always felt comfortable in doing that. So the second thing I, I did was, you know, there were days that weren't as busy as other days. And so I would take those days to kind of get ahead on projects and deadlines. So I could never use that excuse that I always heard a lot, um, is I need to stay late. I can't come to your event because I'm going to miss a deadline. I need to get something done. So I always tried to do that. Um, so my results never suffered because of this. Our site were, uh, it was a, uh, one of the better sites, performing sites, was actually a really good performing site even before I had my son and even, probably even better after I had him. We had him, not me. And um, I had leaders tell me, I had one leader tell me he never went to any events during a week of his, uh, of his kids and sometimes on the weekends. And that would, he, at that point, he said he had kids in high school. And I just think back on that, and I'm saying, man, how much did he miss? And um, that's just, that's a sad statement. But I understand, he, he told me that the reason he did it was because he was the breadwinner, he needed to get ahead and all that. I, some people think that way. And you know what? I probably think that about that way. Outside of trying to make it to these events, I still worked a lot of hours. So I'm being critical of someone that I, I really shouldn't be, but... Um, I did find a way to make it happen with um, uh, attending events and extracurricular activities with my, with my son and family events. Um, you know, I think part of the problem is this crazy world we live in is corporations uh, make, they force you to make a decision between your family and your job. And I'm going to say something that probably isn't 100% true, but I think it's close. At the end of the day, you can work as hard as you can, be the best performer, have a great, and be a great employee. But it's only as good as what you do today. For some reason, in this 
crazy corporate world we live in, cruel, cruel reality is you're always replaceable. You're only, you are only as good in a lot of situations as what you did today. So I get it where some people think that, so they need to uh, put the event off or the extracurricular activity with the kids in because they don't want to lose their job. Um, because in, in all reality, most corporations do um, treat you as a, that you are replaceable. And um, so I, I get that. But in my situation, it all worked out. And I think in most situations it does. Um, so this, the, the sad thing is, is you're not replaceable to your children. <laughs> uh, your impact on kids is immeasurable. Uh, what you did the previous 30 years means something to them. They always remember that. I would tell you, I read a book a few years ago that had a tremendous impact on me about a high school football team in Baltimore. One of the parents asked the head football coach how the boys were going to be. He said, well, I really don't, I really won't know that until, you know, 20, 30 years out when they come back and they tell me how good of a parent they are or a, a spouse or a community member they are. And um, that's how he looked at it. I think that's an, that's an important way to, to look at the impact you have on your kids and why work-life balance is important. Um, maybe not, you know, you, you don't have it completely, but you, at least you're a, a, a parent that, that attends things and is supportive of that type of stuff. But anyways, what, what that coach did not say is, I want to see you as a parent what impact your words, love, and commitment your son or daughter has been over the years your words matter your investment in your time matters and your children's time matters and your ability to help build the right foundations matter and uh, I think that's important and so I'm going to leave you a little homework this week are you a part-time parent are you only a parent when time permits or are you all in and I think there's a good good mix there of, of probably um, a couple of those and um, you can still work hard but you can still be supportive of your of your family by attending things you need to attend and um, being uh, being a good dad being a good mom being a good parent and um, trying to get to those events where your kid knows whether or not you're there so think about that I'll talk to you in a week or so and you just uh, have a great day bye now